Welcome to It's All Right to Be Dwight with me, Dwight Schultz, exclusively on Hearts of Oak. For more episodes, go to heartsofoak.org at heartsofoak.podbean.com. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Hey, you know, this time of year, we all keep getting pinged with political fundraising asks. But here's the thing. Giving five or ten bucks, whatever you can, to Joe Biden's campaign? The spider spinning his web for the unwary fly. The blood is the life. Makes a real difference. Let me tell you why. From a guy who's won a couple of these. Donations from grassroots supporters like you made up the majority of Joe's campaign revenue last time. And those five, ten, twenty dollar donations are what helped him win the election, pull us out of the pandemic, build on the ACA, and pass the biggest climate change investment in history. Those wins were your wins too. Can you pitch in and get five dollars right now? I know Joe will appreciate it. Thanks, Obama. The spider spinning his web for the unwary fly. The blood is the life. Thanks, Obama. Flies? Flies? Poor puny things. Who wants to eat flies? Not when I can get nice fat spiders. Well, let me ask you, is this fairy tale coming to an end or what? That's what everybody's asking. That's what everybody's doing while they're barbecuing Perhaps their last beef roast, <laughs> taking a drive in their last gas-driven automobile. That's what everybody's wondering. Is it all coming to an end? Because it sure feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did Obama say? <laughs> help, five, ten, help, helped Biden get elected. <laughs> A crooked election <laughs> pulled us out of the pandemic. You mean helped us create the pandemic? <laughs> and invest, build on the ACA Affordable Care Act. Right? Nobody can use it. <laughs> and, and invested the biggest climate change package. Investment in history. <laughs> Where did that money go? Whoa, 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 whoa. They took away, want to take away your range, take away your heat, take away your gas. That's an investment. <laughs> That's pretty bad, isn't it? That's really great. Give them five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, and it take away your children. When Barack Obama was running for Senate. Uh, he started his Senate campaign in the um, in the home of Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn. That's right. And uh, these are two radicals. Uh, in fact, Bill Ayers, he, he had worked out a series of camps for the retraining Americans, particularly 
people who believed in the United States of America, and they would end up having to kill them if they if they could not be reeducated. He's a communist. That's it. You know, he's a terrorist. He, he said a lot of things that are uh, unsavory. Both of them deserve to be in jail. Uh, but at any rate, good friends with Barack Obama, and Obama, of course, lied about it. I, I just happen to, you know, start my campaign in their home. That's all. You know, they'll just. Uh, uh, I'm from Sesame Street. Barack Obama was born in Sesame Street, and I'm a puppet. Uh, but I so I you know I start my campaign, but I don't know those people. I chose it. It's what you know somebody did, and I'm all right. Anyway, in 2006. Right? How many of you, I don't know, there probably aren't many of you who remember Hugo Chavez. Hugo Chavez. He was on CNN all of the time. I expropriate this. I expropriate that. I expropriate this. I expropriate that. Right? That was President Hugo Chavez. He was doing this great job down there in Venezuela, one of the great, uh, one of the wealthiest, best countries uh, down there in Latin America. But Hugo expropriated everything, right? But in 2006, <laughs> Bill Ayers, right, uh, from his own blog. I'm just going to read a little bit from his own blog. He went down there at the ca- at the Centro Inter uh, Internacional Mirando Caracas, Venezuela. I probably said that wrong. But at any rate, it's uh, just the hotel. This is what he said. Part these are, I'm going to skip around here a little bit. You get a flavor of it. But just remember what's happened to Venezuela and who's running it right now. Millions, half the population has left the way half the population is getting ready to leave California. And I'm going to be one of them. At any rate, here it is. President Hugo Chavez, Vice President Vicente Rangel, Ministers uh, Mercado uh, Easton's invited guests, comrades, comrades. Big. I'm honored and humbled to be here with you this morning. I bring greetings and support from your brothers and sisters throughout North America. Welcome to the World Education Forum. Okay. You got it? This is my fourth visit to Venezuela, and each time at the invitation of my comrade and friend, Louis Bonilla, a brilliant educator, an inspiring fighter for justice. All the justice. Think about it now. Right? 2006 this was. Bill Ayers is running down there, and he's talking about justice. And what happened? People were eating out of trash cans in just a few short years. And CNN was happy that they were not continuing to follow the failures of uh, Hugo Chavez because they don't like to follow the failures of the commies who are trying to destroy the country, the United States, and every country they're in, by the way, every single one. But we can can revel uh, that this is happening in our country right now. It's just happening, you know, same thing. Here it is. Louis Luis has taught me a great deal about the Bolivia, uh, uh, Bolivarian Revolution and about the profound educational reforms underway here in Venezuela under the leadership of Presidente Chavez. We share the belief that education, I want you to burn this into your brain, whether it be small, big, or medium. 
okay? We share the belief that education is the motor force of revolution. And I've come to appreciate Luis as a major asset in both the Venezuelan and international struggle. I look forward to see you and all of you to continue to overcome the failings of capitalist education as you seek to create something truly new and deeply human, humane, excuse me. Thank you, Luis, for everything that you've done. And I, uh, this is one of my favorite lines now. I save these things, you know. But this is, uh, you, you may recognize this name. If you don't recognize this person's name, I'll just let you check it on one of the great search engines that we still have before AI destroys everything. Here it is. I look forward to seeing how he and all of you continue to overcome the failings of capitalist education. Okay? I also thank my youngest son, Chesa Boudin, who is interpreting my talk this morning and whose, look, whose book on the Bolivarian Revolution has played an important part in countering the barrage of lies spread by the U.S. State Department and the corrupted North American media. Now, this is Bill Ayers, one of Barack Obama's closest friends, right? Chesa Boudin, of course, you go up. He was in San Francisco. I'll give you a hint, okay? I'll just give you a hint. Everywhere, I want to say this. Look at what has happened to Venezuela. Look at the destabilization, the destruction of lives, the death, the su- the suffering that was caused by Bill Ayers and Barack Obama and Hugo Chavez and all communists everywhere. Okay, look, just you you now have a this is a model. Of course, this was not being hammered home to you by the CNNs and the MSNBCs of the world, even the Fox Newses. They really didn't didn't play this up because they're not really in the news business. So the destruction here he is just saying what a great thing it is. But the important part, even though it it didn't turn out so great, the important part is the the methodology that they use and what they believe. We share the belief that education is the motor force of revolution, and that is what has happened in this country, the United States of America. Now I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to give this to you. Take it or leave it. It's grotesque. But how are they doing it here? They got hold of the education. You got the Randy Weingartens of the world still running around talking about uh, what she did or didn't do. She didn't do a damn thing except destroy it, our educational. We had a great educational system. But you just saw four presidents of four great universities or former great universities talk like stoops, like bums pulled off the street. Four women. It's like bums pulled off the street who couldn't answer a question. Is it okay to murder all the Jews? Is it wrong? Genocide. It depends upon, I, 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 
but what does my communist brother and sister say? It's a contextual issue. Contextual issue? No, it's education is the motor force of revolution, not life, not beauty, not wonder. No, it's, it, it's, it's the motor force of education. No, motor force of revolution. So let me tell you right now what Barack Hussein Obama has done to our educational system. When he brought Kevin Jennings, the man who wrote the forward, the forward to queering elementary education, I think I by mistake said que- uh, queering, uh, what? Yes, I did. I made a mistake in one of my previous podcasts by saying it was a forward to gender queer. No, it's, it's far worse. <laughs> he wrote the forward to queering elementary education written for fourth graders, right? What he has done is Barack Obama has said, I'm going to bring a fourth R to education. Reading, writing, arithmetic, and rectums. We can put the rectums on the front. That might be okay. Yeah, that's right. That's what he did. It, it's, it's figurative, folks, bringing them all the wonders of adult sexuality because of procreation, right? But you bring it to children who are not ready to procreate, right? Because then you make them ready for pedophiles. Maps. Minor attracted persons, right? It's all in the works, and there, and then you have it. You put it into law in the United Nations, which it is. It's there in principle. They're all ready. They've written it. They want to do it because it makes child trafficking and the destruction of children as just another commodity a real possibility, and it takes them off the hook from Judeo-Christianity, which considers it a crime. This is why, how long has it been? How many times has the president of the United States today, this president, the demented one? Thanks, Obama. How many times has he stood in front of the, he talks about white supremacy. How many times has he stood in front of the cameras and talked about the devastation of children at the southern border? No, he's not going to talk about that because he's making money off of it, folks. Hunter Biden called him pedo Pete, for God's sake. Pete, I guess, you know, that's enough. And we know from from the uh, journal that his daughter kept that hey, he showered with his daughter. We also know the Secret Service agents, women, say he walked around naked in front of them, pro- probably, you know, showing off his wares. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with debauchery. And then, of course, you just had the 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 anal sex in in our illustrious uh, uh, Senate chamber. Yes, that's great, isn't it? They're just bringing dignity and class, aren't they? Barack Obama, Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama and his partner, and uh, Joe Biden and his partner, they're just bringing all the class that you can possibly imagine, right? All the filth you've ever wanted is right there in the White House. Bring it down because they have no intention of it being around after they leave. If, if, if I want to tell you the way they're talking, come on, folks. Bill Ayers said it, though. It's the motor of revolution. Education is the motor force. And when they use the word education, this is what they mean. No standards, filth, debauchery, disgust of revolution. But anyway, 
You've got it here in black and white. He's running down there talking about how great it all is, and it's so much better than everything that capitalism does to do that. Oh, really? It's just so much better. And look at what's happened to that country and how they, Barack Obama and Bill Ayers and uh, Bernadine Dorn, they've all had their fingers in everything that's disgusting. They plotted killing people. That's what they do. That's what they are. And he want to connect them to members of the CIA and the FBI and elsewhere who are also part of the coup against Donald Trump. Go ahead and do it. Don't let anybody tell you that your lying eyes don't tell you what is actually going on. The destruction of the southern border. You have yet to feel the destruction that is going to happen with 20 million people that have come across the border. It's it's that the, when they tell you 10 million, you can be sure it's 20. And may and, and Alejandro Mayorkas going, the border is secure. The border is secure. The border is secure. That's not the border. The border does not exist. That's what he means to say. We don't recognize the border, therefore it's secure. That's what he's saying. That's why he can say it. Because he doesn't mean it. They don't mean anything they say, and they know it, and they laugh at you. They go home and laugh at you because they've got a place prepared when the chaos really starts. Oh, boy. We have a criminal asset in the White House who's been doing severe damage to our country. We just found out they're using our Wi-Fi when that balloon went over. They were using our Wi-Fi. No wonder he just said, thank you, Obama. Giving five or ten bucks, whatever you can, to Joe Biden's campaign makes a real difference. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) Yeah, listen, folks. Did you listen to that Barack Obama saying, send $10, $15 for Joe Biden? He's not asking it for Joe Biden. He's asking it for himself. Haven't you learned that yet? This Muslim communist has been exposed. He is behind everything that's going on. It was written. As Yul Brenner said in the Ten Commandments, So let it be written. So let it be done. Oh, that's Barack Obama. He thinks he's a bit of a god. Oh, he does. Yes, he does. I've just kind of been going over the the byline, his byline, since he's running. You know, when he went to the Saddleback Church, he was running for president, and there was John McCain, and there was Barack Obama. And and what was the quote? What did he say about himself at that uh, Baptist church, that evangelical Baptist church? That Christian church? What did he say? And you know, I worked like the devil to find the audio of what Barack Obama said at that church, Saddleback Church, the Rick Warren Church. There were many, many Christians listening. Barack Obama knew that. And I, like the devil, kept putting the words up there in Google and Every search engine I have, Obama, audio, Saddleback Church, talks about marriage. 
I have to read it to you, unfortunately. At least it's in many forms. It's been, NPR has it. You can find it. It's just not the same when you have somebody reading what somebody said as opposed to what they actually said. But listen, to, I'm going to do it. Here it is. I have. I mean, you just you did just hear him ask for money, right? <laughs> for Barack Obama asking money for none other than Joe Biden. Of course, he's not. It's his administration. It's the third term, and he wants a fourth. He just doesn't want you to know it. <laughs> Here it is. Here's what he said. I believe that marriage is the union between a man and a woman. For me as a Christian, I don't think he ever set foot in a real Christian church after this one. For me as a Christian, it's also a sacred union. God is in the mix. That was Barack Obama. It was hard for him to say that because it's all a fairy tale. It is. None of it's real. None of it. Nothing that he says is real. Not a bloody thing. Nothing. You just heard, if you're listening to the news, he told a woman before he supposedly got married to a, to his partner. He said he dreamt every day of making love to men. I, I don't know a man who's heterosexual who dreams about making love to men. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, I really don't. I don't. He does. He's got a big Muslim background. In fact, if you remember when he went over to Egypt, he put the Muslim Brotherhood right in the front row. We're going to talk a little bit about the Muslim Brotherhood. Unfortunately, we have to talk about them because of what these SOBs did over there in uh, Israel, right? They're trying to get away with it here too. They have been for a long time. I'm going to I'm going to point this out to you that there's a great book uh that was written by the prosecutor in the First World Trade Center bombing, Andrew C. McCarthy. The book is The Grand Jihad. The subtitle in the book, is, however, is really the important part. How Islam and the Left Sabotage America. Now, you may remember, or not, in one of my earlier podcasts, I talked about Rich Higgins and uh, the memo paper his, uh, that, that he was circulating. And uh, Mr. McMaster, military guy, McMaster, he sought he, – he, uh, he was working in the um, National Security Division there in the president's office. Well, so was Rich Higgins. But they tracked him down and fired him. Because he was passing this memo around, you can go back and listen to it. I read portions of it, and it details this exactly. This is what's going to happen. I may reread a little bit of it here, but it's just, oh, my God, folks. I'm sorry I'm talking in this voice, happy voice. It, it Things are so dire, I have to at least pretend. <laughs> and uh, there are, I could sing some sad songs, too. But at any rate, anyway, that's what... Barack Obama said a long time ago, and uh, here he is, right? He's, uh, he's done a lot of things that he said, oh, that's not me. That's not me. Oh, it was him, though. And, and it has very serious uh, implications. 
when he went over to Egypt and, and brought the Muslim Brotherhood into the front row so he could assess them or they could assess him. Everybody knew what was going on. Everybody knew then what was going on, really, but they let it go. And when I read a few passages from Andrew McCarthy's book, he understood what was going on. He tried to tell you about it. He's a pretty good, smart guy. He say he prosecuted the blind sheikh and it changed his life. He didn't understand, a lot of people didn't understand, that the communists and the radical Islamists, the Muslim Brotherhood, they really, really have the same designs, the destruction of Western civilization the Judeo-Christian civilization. But you see, egos rise. The Islamists think that Islam will supersede all other conceptual ideas of living. They believe that. Uh, so they believe they will kill the communists. But they will use, just like the communists will use everybody, to achieve their objectives of world domination. That's it. Because without world domination... They just don't feel right, you know? And so they work together because they each believe the other is going to be the ultimate survivor. This is the Winston Churchill theory that they're working because they believe the alligator will eat them last, except there will be no alligator. Ha, 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 there you go. They both think there won't be an alligator. And many in the West are don't even understand that there is an alligator or not. In Andrew McCarthy's most important book, The Grand Jihad, for you to understand why what happens in the minds of communists, globalists, and the minds of radical Islamists, the Muslim Brotherhood, um, it, it, you, you need to read this book. It, 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 you could keep it on your on your bed table at night and just refer to it. It's just a fantastic accumulation of real information. He he prosecuted the blind sheikh, and he admits that it changed his life because he found out what they really believed. And I'm going to read a few quotes from the book, just a few, and this is important today. He's quoting Yusuf Karadawi, who just died in 22. Karadawi was perhaps the, the most significant philosopher of the Muslim Brotherhood, the radical Muslim Brotherhood. And when he talks and when he muses, it's, it's like listening to Marx, except for God, of course. You have to understand that. One has allegiance to the state and the other to God, a particular God. And Karadawi openly proclaims, and this is on page 84, we will conquer Europe. We will conquer America, not through the sword, but through dawah. D-A-W-A, -A, it's missionary work, basically working underneath. You know what you've seen on TikTok, what I was making fun of? What I make fun of, all these children talking about Osama bin Laden's letter to America, how incredible it is. Oh, my God, it's just amazing. No, you know, it, it's, a, it's a sad fact. 
these mines, and of course it's TikTok run by the Chinese, right? You you don't know who's who, who's talking to who, but everybody, whether they're communists or they're radical Muslims, are using the techniques and using events to their benefit because you are nothing. You are nothing to the Muslims if you're a Christian or a Jew or anything else, and you're nothing to a communist if you uh, are opposed to communism. Killing you, destroying you, is the objective. And McCarthy muses, to America and to the West's incoherent posture of obsessing over terrorism while turning a blind eye to terrorism's animating ideology. It just makes America foolish. It makes everyone foolish who doesn't understand what's happening in Israel right now. The Muslim Brotherhood, the Palestinians, they are one. They are one. On page 86, McCarthy goes on, here again, Western class, chattering classes engage in deep self-deception. Our experts are desperate to believe the Islamist threat is not profound. They insist that it's a political rather than a civilization. Let me read that again. Here again, Western chattering classes engage in deep self-delusion. Our experts are desperate to believe the Islamist threat is not profound. They insist that it is political rather than civilizational in nature and thus a susceptible to their business-as-usual political charms. In their Pueril analysis, Karadawi's middle way, the middle way he candidly describes as a plan to conquer America, somehow it becomes a hopeful sign of moderation. By extension, the brother brotherhood, Muslim brotherhood, morphs into modernizing liberals, to be sure, it helps Karadawi describe his doctrine in vaporous prose only an academic or as a bureaucrat or as an Alinsky I could love. He lies between spiritual, spirituality and materialism, between idealism and realism, between rationalism and sentimentalism, between individualism and collectivism, between permanence and evolution. Karadawi uh, often gives a sense of what the circumstances require. There's no surprise then that Karadawi frequently gives Western audiences what is music to their ears, a concession that the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is strictly about land and politics, not religion. Yet, feeding red meat to his Al Jazeera audience, he brayed that the Holocaust was divine punishment for the Jews and that Allah willing, the next time will be at the hand of the believers, the believers like himself, who would shoot Allah's enemies, the Jews. It is the guidance of Allah that allows them to lie in, the, in, in doing, in doing the work for Allah. Now, whether Barack Obama is a communist or a radical Muslim. I don't care. He is both as far as I'm concerned. Everything he does is a lie. And that's another great thing about the book, Andrew McCarthy's book. In, in the book, he goes through Obama's life and calls bunk bunk. Obama has found every moment to lie and opportunity to deceive. 
you for a purpose, and that is to become president of the United States and to fool you into thinking his objectives were American. He is anything but that. He hates you. He hates America. He can't tell the truth. He's doing everything he can to destroy the United States. When he said just two years ago that 90% of my staff is in the White House finishing the job I started, He's talking about Biden's White House. He didn't say my staff is in the White House helping Joe do what he needs to do. No, finishing the job I started. When he's asking for money right now, every time I'm on the Internet, he wants it for his fourth term to see the destruction through. The last thing he wants is to be completely exposed, and he should be. They're they're liars. They're frauds. They are. That's exactly what they are. But... Barack Obama is an Alinskyite, is working with communists, globalists, because that's what they are. When he said, get ready for fundamental change in the United, we're going to fundamentally change the United States, he wasn't joking. He didn't succeed. And the, the, the individual who peed on his plans was Donald Trump. But, but Obama found a way to stick around with a demented old man. Thanks, Obama. Another pedophile. Two pedophiles. Two peas in a pot. You know when you're buying a new piece of electronic equipment, it's always telling you that it's future ready. You have a high-definition system, and they on it, we'll say 4K ready. Ultra high-definition ready. HDR ready. If you have a, a new phone, it's 5G ready, right? Well, the government you are buying is pedophile-ready. You've already had two pedophiles running the country. The government is keeping, keeping you ready, you set. The, the, the United Nations has written the laws making it okay and non-criminal for adults to have sex with children. The child just has to say it's okay. That's it. 14-year-old, that's it. It's okay. No crime there. Pedophile ready, folks. It's a curious thing that when someone or some organization shows extreme antipathy towards Donald Trump, I mean extreme, extreme antipathy, somewhere along the line you find out that that individual or organization has something at stake allowing the sexualization and sexual use of children to go forward. Or they have a history of having had sex with children in the entertainment industry. You look, I'm not going to mention their names now, I've done it before, but you look at the people who are in the entertainment industry who really, really hate Donald Trump. You will find something in their background that indicates that they have had an attraction to underage children. It's a, uh, it's just, just curious. That's all. It is in everybody, of course, but it's an, an indicator. Uh, John Brennan, for instance, who has gone on to CNN and other uh, favorable networks to Barack Obama and the previous administration, and you look at the things he has said about Donald Trump, that he basically is a tool of Putin. That's right. To bolster my position here, I want to remind everyone that there was a, a, a sex scandal during the Reagan administration. 
Um, it was called the Franklin Savings and Loan Scandal. But what it really was, it was children from Boys Town being shipped to the White House during the Reagan administration and, of course, used for sex, right? And it caused a, a major it, – it, it caused an eruption just like the ones we have for a day or two. But there was a, a senator, John DeCamp, who really wanted to get to the bottom of all of this. He was dogged. And he was approached by William Colby, uh, who was head of the, C, uh, the, the FBI, excuse me, at that time. And when DeCamp asked him about it, this is what Colby said in a letter. What you have to understand, John, is that sometimes there are forces and events too big, too powerful, with so much at stake for other people or institutions that you can't do anything about them. No matter how evil or wrong they are, and no matter how dedicated or sincere you are, or how much evidence you have, this is simply one of the hard facts of life that you have to face. Uh, uh, Colby, of course, was found dead a few years later in a canoeing accident. Yes. Again, I say, you can, you can expose a single individual, but you, if you really try to put an end to what appears to be the king's desires, the elite's playing ground, what they, are, what they deserve, the fruits of children, what God in the Old Testament said, kill them all, kill them all, each and every one. It's becoming clear why. We are allowing it at our southern border in ways that we have plenty of evidence for it, too. But overlooking this is a crime against God and humanity. And it eclipses any discussion of femininity or sexuality. My pronoun, it eclipses all of those things. Because it is those things. The CIA, which was, there was the indication, and I think it's an accurate one because at least from the standpoint of its uh, frozen capacity to go after child trafficking internationally. And they have been accused of being involved with it in, um, um, uh, at, at the border. And the Ukraine, something deep and dark and ugly in the Ukraine, folks. The 2014 color revolution in which they were all involved, all together. Here we are. This is the world we have inherited, we, and we, we've allowed it to happen. Being blinded by others. Oh, they can't possibly be doing that. Oh, this can't possibly happen. Let me tell you, folks, what's coming across the border it's real. It's real. And you, you're starting to hear people scream who, have, who, who were virtue signaling the mayors of the great cities. And, and what's happening? You know, the governor, some of the governors, it's unbelievable what they've done. They are not Americans. They are in line with the globalists, which means the communists. And, and the 400 corporate heads who applauded Xi Jinping 
are in the same boat, and we should give them no dressing at all. No room, none. However, of course, I do understand. It is true. If you speak against this administration, you're likely to see the long guns from the FBI and the Justice Department or the Social Justice Department. You're likely to see it. We don't have enough people coming out and demanding. And we could, you know. Let me give you another example. Here. This is, this is, uh, did, did you watch the hearings? Um, the whistleblowers, the FBI whistleblowers who came forward and, and in the Republican House did you see that? Did you see the whistleblowers? They've they've gone. They're not supposed. To, there's not supposed to be blowback against them. There are laws against it, but they've had their lives made hell. But there was one Democrat who I was not familiar with. One Democrat I wasn't familiar with, who happened to be from the Virgin Islands. Her name, um, Stacy Plaskett. Who the hell is this? I was saying to myself. She was rude and ugly and attacking them. Well, Stacey Plaskett from the Virgin Islands, she, she was doing her job as a good Democrat. Ah, then I discovered something. Guess, you, you're never going to guess who Stacey Plaskett had a, an interesting relationship with, even though she denied it. She was discovered to be a liar, as they are. Virgin Islands, who else do you know in recent years? who has made a name for himself, for his own island in the Virgin Islands, none other than Jeffrey Epstein. Guess who donated to Stacey Plaskett's campaign to become a member of Congress? That's right, Jeffrey Epstein, the pedophile himself. Uh, to, to begin with, she, she completely denied having anything to do with Jeffrey Epstein. And then this email came forward, right? This is from 2018, and it's, good morning, Leslie. Um, she's, uh, well, you'll see what it is. Good morning, Leslie. If you would share this invitation with Jeffrey Epstein, I'd be much appreciative. I would be grateful for his support and the support of those that he may direct to assist me. I'll be in New York City the Thursday of the event through the weekend. Thanks, Stacy. Uh, Plaskett worked with uh, in 2014 uh, with one of Epstein's female um, operatives, uh, Cecil Dijon, a uh, close aide of Epstein's. And, um, and um, she wrote to Jeffrey Epstein that uh, Plaskett is somebody that you sh should support. She wrote uh, an email to Epstein saying, uh, Sean, which... Sean Michael Malone, which was the individual who's running against her. Sean is one of those who came after you in the Senate hearing last week. He's nasty, needs to be defeated, and we have a friend in Stacy. And so what did Jeffrey Epstein do? $13,000 in corporate donations through various uh, employees, giving her the maximum. It's, it's what it, – and listen – Plaskett knows everything that there is to know about Jeffrey Epstein in 2014. Everybody knew, and the Virgin Islands at any rate. But she, she protects the process. They all know. They know. If you're a member of the, the, if, the, the, if you're a member of the Lincoln Project, 
Republicans who supposedly hated uh, Donald Trump. The leader of the Lincoln Project was uh, arrested for being a pedophile, for abusing boys. They all knew. They know. Especially if, if it's a small group, seven or eight individuals who are with each other all of the time trying to uh, use their political power and money to elect and unelect people. They know who they're working with. This is just, and Plackett is another one. I, I just couldn't understand when I was watching her. Who the hell is this person who's so vicious towards these men, particularly friend? That's the last name of the FBI agent who was, I think, most abused. He was, who, who said he was working to uncover those who were abusing children, he was taken off of that to go after white supremacists on January 6th. And he thought that that was just absolutely absurd because many of the individuals who he was being tasked to go after weren't even guilty of real crimes. They were misdemeanors. And yet here he was trying to do something that he thought was important to save children, Re I mean, to really save children. We have a problem. Uh, you know, sometimes I look at this and I say, maybe we deserve it, but not at the hands of these people, not at the hands of these people or the radical Islamists. They're the scum of the earth. They are. This plan is an, a monumental success. They waited until they had every base covered. And unfortunately, I have to, oh, I have to read this quote from, uh, I have to read this quote to you because this explains the issues. Here's an example uh, of, of why the Kevin Jennings issue with Barack Obama, who brought Jennings into the government around 2008, 2009, early on in his administration, why he was a follower of Harry Hay, right? communist and, and an admitted pedophile who had connections with the North American Man-Boy Love Association. And Hay, according to their own website, told the organization in a 1983 speech, this is a quote, I also would like to say at this point that it seems to me that in the gay community, the people who should be running interference for NAMBLA, the North American uh, Man-Boy Love Association, are the parents and friends of gays. Because if the parents and friends of gays are truly friends of gays, they would know from their gay kids that that relationship with an older man is precisely what 13, 14, and 15-year-old kids need more than anything else in the world. And they would be welcoming this and welcoming the opportunity for young gay kids to have the kind of experience that they would need. Think about that. Just think about it. Think about it. The spider spinning his web for the unwary fly. The blood is the life. Just think about it. Thanks for listening. If you liked this and want more, check out heartsofoak.podbean.com or the website heartsofoak.com.
www.ministry.org.